Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Shornhelm, Crown City of the North, by Lord Wyland, 39th Baron Montclair, on Shornhelm and the House of Montclair. The Breton people of the Marquastan Moor and Shornhelm Heights have a long and storied history, with much to be proud of. The trammeling of the giants in the time of legends, the purge of the weird hags in the year of sun's death, which restored Magnus to the skies of the Mundus, and the charge of the Montclair Knights, often erroneously referred to as the charge of the Shornhelm Knights, at the Battle of Glenumbria Moors. Through all this tumultuous history, the people of Rivenspire are fortunate to have been ably led through times of terror and triumph by the noble lords of the House of Montclair. It is true that the barons of House Montclair have not always been selected by fate to also reign as King of Shornhelm, but the Montclairs count humility among their many virtues, and have often been willing to defer to pretenders with weaker claims to royalty in the interest of peace. That this humility has sometimes been tragically overindulged was sadly proven in the case of my father, Falgion, 38th Baron Montclair. As all students of Breton history know, the greatest post-Raymond monarch of Shornhelm was King Hurlbert, who led our army at the Battle of Grandin Tor and ruled the north from Second Era 522 until his death in 546. Hurlbert was of House Branquet, 21st Count of the name, and had taken as his queen Countess Iphilia of Montclair. When King Hurlbert died, his legitimate son, Prince Falgion, was only 14 years of age, and though his inheritance was championed by House Montclair, Houses Branquette and Tamrith supported his elder half-brother, Prince Ranser, who had been born out of wedlock to a poor Tamrith cousin. House Doro, typically aloof, declined to endorse either candidate. What is less well known is the behind-the-scenes maneuvering that led to Ranser being crowned King of Shornhelm rather than Falgion. The advisors of the young Baron Montclair, his mother had predeceased King Hurlbert by a mere two years, contended that he, as the legitimate son, was the proper heir to the throne, a claim further buttressed by the language in a codicil to the famous Britonic Natality that declared House Montclair the royal house of Shornhelm. The Council of the North met to consider the various claimants, but during their deliberations, the Montclair advisers found that the Britonic codicil had gone missing, while Prince Ranser brought forth a suspiciously long-lost Dyreni decree that named House Branquette their Breton royal delegates in Rivenspire. The vote of the council was a narrow victory for Prince Ranser, thereafter King Ranser of Shornhelm. Some of Prince Falgion's advisers urged him to fight for the crown, but the young prince declined, preferring to become simply the Baron of Montclair. Oh, fateful humility! We all know where Falgion's deference led, to the tragic events of 566 and the insurrection against the First Daggerfall Covenant in what is known, to our shame, as Ranser's War. According to the standard histories, all the noble houses, Montclair, Tamrith, even Doral, answered King Ranser's call to muster and marched behind his banner in his fatal war against High King Emric and the South. What is not generally known is that Count Falgion of Montclair was uncertain of the rightness of Ranser's cause and offered to both Kings Ranser and Emric to serve as a peace envoy between the two sides. High King Emric's reply has been lost to history, but Ranser's angry refusal is well known. 
Once again, my father deferred to his elder half-brother, and the Montclair Knights joined Rancer's doomed army. In the immediate aftermath of King Rancer's fall, Rivenspire fell into chaos. The crown of Shornhelm went missing during the Battle of Traitor's Tor, and the fateful Dyreni Decree that elevated Rancer to the throne has likewise not been seen since. The death of Rancer was the end of the line of House Branquette, and since then there has been no King of Shornhelm, Rivenspire having been jointly ruled by the Triumvirate Council of the North. That body has tried, with the best of intentions, to keep peace and order in the northern counties, but nobody, if they were speaking honestly, would say the Council's efforts have sufficed. Shornhelm and the North need a king, and why shouldn't they have one? If I may speak frankly, setting aside, however regretfully, the traditional Montclair mantle of humility, then I must confess that I, Baron Wylan of Montclair, am certainly the legitimate heir to the throne of Shornhelm. My grandfather was King Hurlbert, and I descend from him in the direct and legitimate line of succession, a claim no one else in the North can make. That also makes me the sole living heir to the domain of the Branquettes, much of which was unfortunately parceled out to the Tamriths and Dorals. But no, humility, always humility. Furthermore, at this critical juncture, I am fortunate to be able to announce that the long-missing Britannic codicil has been found by the Montclair House historian, the operative clause of which I shall quote here. Seeing all in order then in Sharnhelm, and its lands contiguous, the most royal and high, unintelligible, appointed in perpetuity said House Montclair in rulership over, unintelligible, and Sharnhelm. So mote it be. People of Rivenspire, Baron Wylan of Montclair is prepared to do his duty.